0: Good evening, and welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Von Dunn, along with my co-host, Chad Patterson. Hello. And Addison Elko. How's it going? It's it's going great, and you know why it's going great? Why's it going great? Because we finally were able to complete our draft. What? It's been a long <laughs> time coming, and there's has been an obscene amount of hype and excitement. I know that I think, I, I was called out because I texted the chat, I believe 45 days in a row... Stating that I could not concentrate at work mm-hmm. due to the fact I was so excited for the draft.
1: Yeah, it was a little you know annoying.
0: So was it, was it annoying or was it spot on? It, it was spot on to me. I, I, it got me hype. I was, I was equally excited, 45 days in a row, leading up to the draft.: Yeah I mean, and I, I just wanted, I wanted my friends to know. I was with you. I could not concentrate on anything else. I was always looking up
2: draft material, what players I want to pick at what spots and but I'm glad it finally came to
0: fruition. I I 100% agree. Um there was a lot a lot of excitement, a lot of happiness, a lot of great picks and a lot of questionable picks throughout the draft. That as you would expect. Some people have different values of players, some people are are completely far out there, some people don't show up because they have a fake hangover. Mm. There's a lot of yep. things that go into yeah. a draft. Yeah. Um
2: we had what 11 people there this year?
0: We we had 11 people there, working? two two people skyping in. Um because we do have an international league coming from the Netherlands. Uh, one of our other league mates moved to mm-hmm. Charlotte, Carolina. And then the other was right down the road, severely hungover. And didn't come. And did not come, although he was a three-minute drive away. Should we get into this now? I would love to get into this now. Um, uh, I think he should be out. That that was the consensus overall. A lot of people did want Matt Kojak uh, removed from the league due to due to his atrocities. It was a um, quick
1: vote kind of like in the heat of the moment so it didn't surprise me it was unanimous remove him
0: it was unanimous everyone wanted him eliminated (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it it took myself and andrew itzler to try to calm down the crowd give him one last shot um which he has been advised he has been a shot that this is his last opportunity to continue in the league um this is a very intense league very competitive league and we don't want anyone that's that's not fully invested to be a part of it which is completely understandable if it's your average work league that's fine. Yeah, this is a lot more than your average work league. We right. have a podcast, for God's sakes.
1: You don't have to be like good; just be active.
0: Absolutely, I'm I'm putrid, but I'm active. Yeah, and I, I keep the league running.
2: Yes, listen, I like the guy as a person. Great guy. He's a great kid. Yeah, with great kid. But if you're gonna miss the draft two years in a row, three. I know, was, you, was, you was he there the, the first in, year? Initial one. He, no, was, he, he was, was not. The he year. was
0: not there the first one. He was, the second one. Was a legitimate excuse. He was in Chicago with his dad. That he had a trip lined up. Completely understandable. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. Um, this this one was was very questionable,
1: but he's even inactive in the chat. He's he only really trades with you because you work with him. Correct, and be, because I harass him, yeah. I will literally send him thirty five checks before he responds,
0: <laughs> and he will accept the trade to make me go away.
2: He's the only one that does not participate, the only one. So I mean, to to me, it, we've had what seventeen episodes of Dynasty podcast. He hasn't listened to one episode.
0: That's very accurate. Not one. It's very accurate. Like, well, like like you said, get he out of here, he's, he's, been notifi- here. he's been notified. He's uh, been notified. This is his last opportunity, and if he does not change around, we have we have a waiting list. The league is big enough where we actually have a waiting list of players that are excited. And everyone to get on in. that
2: waiting list will be way better. Absolutely, of an owner,
1: Unque-
0: unquestioned, unquestioned.
1: And then speaking of us, so we had a little. Uh, we m- we mentioned in the previous podcast that we were going to represent some type of media uh influence at the draft so me and chad while eric was doing his commissioner duties were interviewing various or all besides each other all members of the of the league asking how their draft went we didn't actually think of the interview rob but we did interview greg via skype mm-hmm. um and then chad's cutting and splicing that video we'll see how it goes but i don't think we got as much um of eric's speech and different things as we wanted to just because of the gopro situation but it still should turn out pretty nice and yeah hopefully everyone enjoys it kind of get a a feel for the draft and it was funny to me how like how serious everyone took the interviews oh you know, absolutely I, like i can sense some nerves from people i'm like people were asking to be interviewed and like it was just funny it's just me and chad with mics that weren't plugged into anything and you know you would have thought it was like uh we were actually representing some type of media outlet
0: you guys did do an awesome job from what i saw i was I was interviewed as well hopefully i came off as articulate and uh, <laughs> functional commished at the time yeah um but yeah it was it was an exciting time all around. He got up early, got to josh's house, went to go set up, had the podium we had all American for
1: lunch, so it was a great chicken day and go go is our uh, draft meal, which was pretty great great wings chicken and Go-Go was fantastic it was a fun draft, a lot of drinking, played some games afterward, and you know everyone seemed everyone usually leaves a draft pretty happy with their their picks so Oh, I meant to ask you
2: too. Uh, Do you know who's Division
1: One in all the drinking games? See, there was only one drinking game: the Flip Cup, hmm. and it's because Wire is the worst male Flip Cupper I've ever seen. Was I there? Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah, we did. Um. We did Division versus Division, and it was Wire was just a crippling. It was when we did like. Oh yeah. We did regular okay. flip. Cup I actually and, do remember
0: that, and I volunteered for full and beer. And Nick was completely didn't need
1: Jokingly, that. Nick was like. All right, full cup, flip cup. And Roger just holds the beer in front of Nick's face and just pours his entire beer in it. And then. So oh, yeah, Nick, we, won. So I, we I, won. I completely yeah. remember that. Yeah, okay. so Nick had to do it. And then I wasn't going to do it. And then Riggio barreled in, like, all right, we're doing this. Yeah, so he was I all just, about it. So I succeeded to the pressure. And then I don't think Wire and. Uh, I forgot who else. I don't even think that our last. Yeah, there was the only drink. the
0: three. Three each had the full cups. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones had the, the smaller cups.
1: Yeah, okay. You guys won that.
2: I mean, we got to win something, so let, yeah. us, let
1: us have this. I mean, you 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 do have the title in your division as of right now. That's true. That's also very fair. All right, so let's
0: let's dive into the draft because we do have a lot of information to cover. So, how do you guys want to do this? Do you guys want to just go round by round, talk about picks, the whole nine? Well, we to do the, the some news and notes. All right, first. so we'll start we'll start with news and notes. That that works for me as well. Um, so let's talk about some news and notes around the NFL. First, uh, big news as of today, actually. So this is breaking hot news. news, breaking news, well, when fire. You get ready So, maybe next episode Uh, So this one actually is Due to Ryan Tannehill going down with injuries The Dolphins are are trying to make a push towards the playoffs As they've been improving steadily each and every year Under Adam Gase Uh, Jay Cutler signing a one-year, $10 million deal To come back out of retirement, out of broadcasting To play for the Dolphins Uh, What do you guys think of this move? Um, as an NFL standpoint, and are you targeting him in fantasy as a backup?
2: Um, I think he could be targeting fantasy as a backup. I mean, personally, I wouldn't, but I I think he has some value in Miami. Um, like you said, he's familiar with Gase, and you know they have a chemistry together. Um, and he's going to a team that has a pretty good wide receiver core. Yeah. Uh, you know, with Landry and Parker and Stills, you know, all those guys had pretty great years last year. Besides Parker, who kind of, you know, was averaging picked it and, up at and the and end. Picked yeah. it up at the end, but. I think this could be his breakout year. So, um, you know, he's going from Chicago, like the shittiest weather of all time, to bright and sunny Miami. So I think, I think it could be good. I mean, I'm not saying he's Ryan Tannehill, but I don't think it's – like Jay Cutler in his prime isn't that far off to Ryan Tannehill. it might
0: even be better. I like Jay Cutler much better. I think he has yeah. a stronger arm. I think he fits that offense very well. I think Jarvis Landry production goes down, but I think Devontae Parker Kenny Stills goes up.
2: I don't know if that's entirely true. I think Parker, Parker does go up and Stills go up. I don't know if Landry's goes down. I think he's still going to be right around where he was last year. Um, could even be higher. I don't, I don't think it's going to go down, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I debated picking him up for Flacco. I, I'm going to keep Flacco on my bench because like, he still proves it year to year. But, I mean, it's a good move for the Dolphins more than, you know, Kaepernick or other quarterbacks that could have came out. I don't know if he really came out of broad he didn't even brought did even do any broadcasting yet. Like he did it was he was gonna begin no. broadcasting. He mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'm just gonna go play, get ten million dollars and I can easily come back to this. So I don't blame him. It's not like a Romo situation where, you know, the injuries were plaguing Romo where it wasn't color it was just kind of done with football. So hopefully this can like, you know, respark his interest. And I think he can do well, Miami. I don't think this it's not like where other quarterbacks go down and your, your season's done. Like, all right, let's pack it up next season, like how I thought for the Cowboys before Dak came in there. I think Miami fans would still be equally as optimistic with color in there as they were with um, Tannehill in
2: there. 100%. Yeah, I'm curious to see if he, like, stayed in shape. He is only 34, I mean, and compared to, like, some of the older quarterbacks who are, like, obviously Brady's 40, Breeze is, like, 38. So, I mean, he still has some, yeah. some tread on those tires. So, you
0: know, why can't he come in and perform? No reason. And now, uh, being that you have Joe Flacco on your bench, does that injury concern you?
1: No. I saw the report that the second opinion came back and they think it's okay. Okay. And if it comes back that it's not, there's other guys on the on the wa- waiver wire that I can scoop up. Could be Cutler. So he's just more of a Bortles insurance. I'm not going to be starting him. It's just literally if I need someone for my bye week or Bortles does start off really slow when they, they bench him. But that's the only reason I picked up Flacco.
0: Could be Mitchell not picking up the offense, Trubisky. They could, it be. could be him. Could very well Jared be. Jared Goff 2.0. Uh, now moving on to running backs, we wanted to avoid a lot of just the coach speak camp hype because as what you're going to get on other podcasts, and like I said, it's mainly fluff. So when we're going through these news and notes, we really wanted to uh, focus on legitimate happenings, legitimate injuries. It's a lot of fluff. To keep the focus. There's a lot, a lot of fluff. And it's fun. It, it's amazing. So you can't report all of it. Correct. Once so the, the, run. so, so <laughs> the running back that we wanted to talk about now is Lance Dunbar. Um, Lance Dunbar coming over from the Cowboys, looked to possibly have some value in the los angeles moving to the rams because you have a young quarterback maybe he's going to throw check down passes replacing that benny cunningham role um but him being out i i think it absolutely sparks a value up for todd Gurley. maybe they keep him more on the field now throw him the ball a little bit more or maybe even an an aaron green type player that they have on their bench that is shifty is quick can can play what are your thoughts on the situation Chad?
2: yeah i think it just it makes todd Gurley's stock rise uh because, you know, Lance Dunbar is going to be the guy that was going to come in and catch their down passes, but now, I mean, I think I think Gurley is capable of just carrying the, the entire load by himself. So I think it's only going to benefit Todd Gurley.
1: Yeah, I agree. This is the only, like, the this is the injury from the running back that we can, it's not just like a tweak. Like, this is actually going to be an indefinite injury. So I don't know when he's supposed to come back, but, yeah, I liked him when he was on the Cowboys. He did have that, that good pass-catching role and had some explosive games for them. I mean, it's hard to ever plug him into your fantasy lineup unless you're super deep or that's just a hard start but you know seeing how the offense could have panned out he could have been a flex guy in a desperate situation possibly but uh, yeah i think for mauler's got to be excited especially after Gurley having a down year people wondering if he's going to be his rookie or a sophomore Gurley, i think this only is going to help him regain that rb elite rb1 status that everyone most people assume he's going to be but there's still some people that are questioning it, mm-hmm. I think this definitely helps him be on the field more and can regain that elite title back.
0: So now, I don't remember which side either of you were on, but now, does this automatically make you think Gurley will outscore Melvin Gordon for that other wire Muller bet, or do you stay the same if you were true to Melvin Gordon?
1: I was Melvin before this. That's a good question. This might put him over the edge to, to get him above Gordon. I will say that, now that this injury will put him above Melvin Gordon. I'll yeah, switch.
2: I think, I mean, I was with Gurley before. I think I was always with Gurley okay. over Gordon, so I'd probably take Gurley. But, I mean, it's. I also wouldn't be surprised if Gordon outscores.
1: You were Gordon before, Correct. right?
0: I was Gordon before, yeah.
1: Cause, yeah, that's because I brought this scenario where if Gurley was the best fantasy go- running back, no one would be surprised Yeah. because his upside's higher, and then we thought maybe Melvin was a little bit safer play because if Melvin was the highest, I'd be like, that's a weird year. But I wouldn't think that with Gurley. No, I, I, I still like them both. I still think they will both do
0: well. Um, in, in this sense, I, I think I have to kind of lean girly a little bit, to be, to be completely honest. I think this will help them out. I'm not
1: saying this sways it, like, 100%. No, no, not at all. But if I was, in, if I was like, like either 50-50 each or 60-40, I would go, like, 60 girly now. Yeah, Like, barely.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I still think they either find a pass-catching running back on their depth chart or go out and sign one, but I just think this will give Gurley more opportunities. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I'm with you. 100%. Yeah. So moving on to the wide receivers, uh, three notable wide receiver injuries that we wanted to bring up. Uh, the first with the the dumpster fire New York Jets, starting with Quincy Nunwa who was projected to be their wide receiver one. We don't know how serious this injury is going to be, um, but it was a neck injury, which is never good no. at, for any position in any sport,
1: even in life. <laughs> no one wants want to hurt their neck. No one wants to hurt their neck. No. Not not ideal. Not even like waking up with a like a little thing in your neck, no, and you if can't I, move it. it if like like ruined my, my day. day. Yeah.
0: 100. You have to leave work early, you can't do <laughs> exactly, it, you exactly. get fired. Mike Williams was neck, right? Mike Williams is back. Uh, Mike Williams fractured his neck in college. Oh. Mike Williams will not pan out. I can almost guarantee <laughs> that. He will sit on my IR for the next three years. Um, but that being said, with Quincy and Inouye out, is there any other Jets receiver that you're targeting if this is a long-term injury, or are you just avoiding the Jets entirely? I mean, I've said it before, I'm avoiding the Jets entirely. If
2: I were to pick one, it'd be Robbie Anderson, who benefits from this. But... I mean, I had high hopes for Quincy Nua this season. Right. Um, I think he, he could be good. I think he had, like, 800 yards and, like, four or five touchdowns last year, which was great. And he came on strong towards the end of the season, too. So, um, But, you know, like, like you said, this is all speculation. We don't know how serious the injury is. Hopefully he's fine by the start of the season. But if if he's not and I have to pick up a Jets receiver, it's probably Robbie Anderson.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been on record having Anderson over Nua even healthy. So this would only make me want anderson more more stock for him
0: absolutely well in this case just to be different i'll throw sharon peak's name out there i just because i am i am a fan of peak i know he didn't do as much in college because he was locked behind but that clemson wide, refi- wide receiver factory is nothing to ignore although he does have smaller hands I, it was on the smaller side the which, not, can, not a Chad which yeah. can lead to drops but i, I think he's athletic <laughs> enough to to step into a role there so i mean only time will tell but we will we will see uh, the next one, which is a pretty major uh, first-round pick from last year, or two years ago, Will Fuller, broken collarbone, out for season. It's not ideal. Is it out for season? I believe not, so, or it's months. The first couple of months, I think. But if he does come back, what, is it going to be a playoffs
1: type of thing? I, I think it was like midway through the season. Well, either way, it's a big injury.
0: It's a it's a huge injury. Um, but yeah, I, I he was kind of locked in as a wide receiver, too, in Houston behind DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. And that was only going to help DeAndre Hopkins' value, because he's a lid lifter. Now you're looking at a couple of other guys. You're looking at possibly Jalen Strong. You're looking at possibly Braxton Miller. You're looking at possibly Tyler Irvin in the slot. (laughs) That's what we're looking at right now, and it's not the best situation. Even affinity for Texans
1: wide receivers. I'm noticing like a trend here.
0: I love Texans wide receivers. (laughs) Just throw them all in there, except for the best one. Well, no, I I always Hopkins is like my favorite player in the league. That's always I, I drafted him in all my startups in every league. The only reason I got rid of him was right before he blew up. I was like, my team is very bad. I need assets. So essentially I traded him straight up for Joique Bell, um, Jalen Strong and Devontae Parker. Um, I no longer have Joique Bell. No no Bell. I no longer have I no longer have Devontae <laughs> Parker, and Jalen Strong is on the back end of my bench. Recently. Recently. We'll Recently traded that. for. Yeah. Him. We'll get to that as well. Um, but it's not ideal. I do I do have Hopkins in Dave's league. I do have Hopkins in another league that I'm in. So I, I do I do love him. It's just that it didn't work out in this league.
1: For this, I, I would say probably Braxton Miller's value would go up more. From, that's, if I'm going to buy shares in a backup there, I'm probably picking Braxton Miller over the other slew of wide receivers you listed there. And yeah, you like that downfield threat um, to help Hopkins out, but he was still elite before he got there. He just needs a capable quarterback, and he'll be okay. So I'm not. If I'm a fan, I'm not really worried about Hopkins' value either way. I think it stayed relatively wide receiver one value regardless of fuller's injury or not just hurts the depth of rogers a little bit because we address his depth concern we'll get to his draft but that was a guy that had flex play value for him and now he's not gonna have him for half the year maybe the whole year so we'll see
2: wait so finally one of rogers players got hurt
1: i yeah it's like a first well, it he, was, is, he was hurt last year too
2: well,
1: whatever. i mean he yeah, he exploded everyone's like are you fucking kidding yeah. me like this guy like, no one wanted to touch him and rogers took him and he like he did peel off at the end but yeah. Yeah, it is nice to see one of his guys get injured.
2: Yeah, no, I think I have to agree with you. I think I would take stock in Braxton Miller. It's funny because Eric and I were watching Jalen tape
0: like last week. Well, he's elite. He's the player I fell in love with he's at just, Arizona State.
2: He's just one of those guys where like you can't figure out why they never panned out in the NFL. Like his college tape is unbelievable, and it's not speed because he ran like a four four. So then like, what is it? Like, why can't he translate to the NFL? Like, like with the college his tape's amazing. We always go back to Laquan as an example, but he didn't have the, the breakaway speed, the separation skills. He couldn't do it. But Jalen was different. On tape, he could do that, those things. He had the speed. So why isn't he panning out? So maybe, just maybe, this is the year that it, that it happens.
0: Third year? I I hope so. Yeah. Is this his third year, though? This is his third year. He, oh, was, was, he was part well, of the 2015 a, draft. slam dunk. So the third year breakout. He was in the 2015 draft. If you look at my roster, it's pretty much all third year breakouts. <laughs> um... But yeah, this, this could be Jalen year. I know a lot of the, the knocks where he was not good against physical corners. He gets bumped off his routes, and he was out of shape when he came in. So maybe this year he turns it around. Based yeah. on based on Instagram, based on his stories, he's actually working hard. He's got a versus chance. Versus Green Greenbeckham, who's doing absolutely nothing.
2: I encourage you to go watch his tape, because his tape's really fucking good.
0: Yeah. He makes a lot of leaping plays in the end zone. And he gets open. He does his thing, man. But So now, just a final question on this. Are you going out and targeting any of these guys, or are you just say, hey, if they're on the waiver wire, I'll pick them up, but I'm not actually going to go out and trade for them. I'm not gonna trade for them.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to actively trade for them. Um, if they wanted to be like a throw in and maybe a trade, no. I would yeah. obviously accept that. But uh, yeah, like I mean, I picked Jalen up off waivers, so I wasn't gonna or off free Yeah, pool, I wasn't You could try to him.
1: find a desperate owner or a knee jerk owner and maybe buy low on Fuller. I don't like Fuller, so I wouldn't. But if you do like him, it could be a chance to back-to-back years of being injured, the owner might just be fed up and give up on him and be able to scoop him up for a pretty low value. I yeah.
0: actually tried to do that at the draft right before it got hurt, so I'm very happy that it didn't work. Very happy it didn't work. That would been, have had just another, another player <laughs> on my R. I literally trade for Felix Hernandez and the day after he goes on the 10-day deal. Uh, so moving on to another player injured at practice, Sammy Watkins.
1: This was just today, too. Hot off the press. Hot off the press as well. So we have nothing... We have no idea what it is. It didn't look good. So the video was him doing... It's like a five-yard, like, dig route almost. And it's one of those, like, non-contact... No one was around him. Like, kind of stumble. Like, his cleat got stuck, maybe. And it just looked awkward. It just... It doesn't... If you didn't know football injuries, you you wouldn't think it was anything. But you know those are the type of injuries that result in an ACL or a sprain... Or something that's not especially for someone like Sammy that's not gonna pan out well for him um I saw some other tweets he's already back out there but people can walk on tears and shit like that but they play through it so we'll see what happens it's just I've been down on Sammy just because of this exactly his injury prone and why I did like the landing spot for Zay Jones regardless of his quarterback play I think he just had the opportunity to fill in it as a de facto wide receiver one so if you drafted Zay Jones you gotta be not hoping someone gets hurt but This is the moment you drafted him for, really, was to take over the reins when inevitably Sammy would get hurt.
0: And this this is why the Bills didn't re-sign him for that fifth year option. Yeah. That's a good point. That's
2: a good point. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not serious, but like you said, with Sammy Watkins, it could easily be serious. And that's been the trend of his whole career. You know, he's been injured a lot. And, you know, we finally think he's going to come back healthy, be that wide receiver one that we always thought that he would be. And it's just another you know, it's another hitch in his, in his progress. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, Zay Jones stock way up. I was high on Zay Jones from the start. Um, but Buffalo's tricky. Buffalo's tricky with Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback who I like, but some people don't actually most people don't, I feel like. So, um, you know, it sucks. It's a bad
0: situation, but hopefully he's, he's just fine. So, Chad, I was actually going to ask you a question before you brought up all that. I know we didn't want to get too much into the draft now, mm-hmm. but being the player that you took at 13, are you upset that you did not take Isaiah Jones at 13? Because, like you said, he was your boy the entire time. You loved his tape. the whole. No. You were projected 13.
2: No, I'm not upset I didn't take him. I probably could have got him at 19. I forget where he went.
0: Yeah, you could have. He he went 22. Um, I needed help in other places,
2: and it's, it it wasn't... I, I couldn't take him. It was too high for a wide receiver there for me.
1: No.
0: So, last question here uh, regarding Zay Jones. Now, do you think if our rookie draft was this weekend, would he go higher? Yeah, yeah. Where do you think he would fall?
1: Probably still early to mid second.
0: So, you don't think he cracks the top fourteen?
2: I think Rogers I think he could taken, go
1: fourteen. I think he could. Maybe there, I would have taken him at fifteen. Maybe Chad or Dooch takes him. I think early second. I, I don't.
0: Yeah, I I personally would put him at fourteen. I, I don't know Rogers where Rogers
1: had his. He said he ranked, he like he power ranked his top fifteen, and Samuel yeah. was there, so I don't know if that would have. I I, th- th- I think
0: especially now because it's a little bit later and Fuller gets hurt, I think he wants to replace Fuller with that wide receiver.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, so so good talk about the news and notes. That's going to conclude it for that segment. Uh, we did have a decent amount of trades and bets. So like I said, we were all together for the draft. So a lot happened. We were actually able to. Intensely negotiate everyone besides Kojak because he was hungover and sleeping. Uh, so let's start with the first trade. Um, so first major one, there was a lot of trades on the clock. We're not going to talk about those because it was like packaging, like pick fifty four and fifty three for forty six. Like we're not going to go into those. We're going to talk about some of the other ones that happened that were major.
1: Well, this one was after the draft.
0: This one was after the draft. Uh, so this is Greg gets Doug Baldwin, which no one really wanted to happen, but he got Doug Baldwin. He gave up a decent amount to rob seckler for emmanuel sanders and mark ingram and we kind of looped this in as a three-way deal because itzler was involved the picks were kind of dealt immediately to itzler um itzler got eli rogers and two seconds kojak 2018 and rob 2019 second so if we look at it as a whole greg gets baldwin secker gets emmanuel sanders and mark ingram itzler gets eli rogers and two seconds I think it's a relatively fair deal for everyone, based so, on who so gave up what. So what happened first,
1: I think Greg gave up Eli in the two seconds for Sanders. Sanders, correct. Which I think was a good trade for Itzler. Absolutely. Um, I don't think he's worth the first. So getting two seconds, I think, is good value for him. And for the state of his team, he should be getting seconds, because you could see in our, yeah. in this draft alone how deep the second round could be.
0: And that was also a win for Greg, because, like like you said, Greg was looking to make Itzler seem a little bit worse, because he has his first round exactly. pick in 2018. So, yeah,
1: that benefited him. So you overpay him a little maybe not overpaid but
0: he, did, he did what he away. had to do
1: he did he pulled the greg yeah he did what greg did and then immediately because this was in the talks forever about rob <laughs> rob posts so the, the talk before this was i think Thielen and ingram and then i guess they were in talks and rob just posts the what would you rather have to get like the consensus from the league before he pulled the trigger on a deal which is just hilarious but as soon as greg got sanders he packaged sanders and ingram to rob for baldwin So this this three way is kind of combining what everyone got, not necessarily what they gave, but I think honestly for a three way deal, I think it's pretty fair. I think Baldwin's the best piece here, and I think for what Muller gave up in totality, he won this trade. But I think what everyone got was was fair. I think Rob got. I don't think Rob needed to get deeper really because his bench was already. No, he
0: for whatever reason is just convinced that he needs more running backs. I don't know why. Yeah. He's, run- he's got a decent amount of running backs, but mm-hmm. he, he wants more, and that's what he got in Ingram. And th- so far, I believe there's been good hype from Ingram. Yeah, Ingram has been getting a lot yeah. of hype. So it looks like it could be a very good move for
1: Rob, who's looking to make the push into the playoffs.
0: I kinda, I like this for Rob. Yeah. I think he got some good players out of this deal. 100%.
1: And uh, I think Greg just wants to stock up, because he knows his – not that his running backs are thin, but they're thinner. There's a couple, There's more question marks. He doesn't have Ingram now. What's Lacey going to be? James White, Whatever. Is Lynch going to be Lynch? So, I think he wants to ideally only start excuse me, only start two running backs and then just always have four wide receivers, two in the flex. So, this gives him more flexibility week to week. Yeah, especially if Keenan Allen gets hurt again. Yeah, so I like the move for him. And, you know, Itzler got maybe the least amount in this deal, but his original trade was just getting rid of Sanders for these two seconds and Yon Rodgers. So, I think that's a great trade for him. 100%.
0: Uh, next one was very small uh, this was just this was just a pure heart trade there was no on there was no thought involved in this trade <laughs> it was just pure heart strength being pulled um, immediately after the draft our free agency period started at, at 12 noon the next day uh, Chad was at work and I took advantage of the fact that no one drafted Denell Pumphrey and that was one of Chad's favorite players so I picked up Humphrey I mean not to mention my running backs are pathetic my RB2 is Charles Sims that really can't happen so I picked up Humphrey as a long shot that he plays because he was getting some hype from camp. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to pick up Jalen Strong because he, like we said, is one of my favorite players coming out of the few drafts ago. Um, the news about Will Fuller just happened. But I didn't want to give up Green Greenbeckham. I was not mentally ready to do so yet. I know he's going to be picked up by Fam and I know he's going to be a Hall of Fame player. <laughs> but I was not ready to give that up at that time. Then Chad came out of nowhere, basically got back at me, picked up Jalen. We then went out to uh, play Flip Cup after a post kickball game, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. we actually did. We got our first point in the league by winning yeah, Flip we Cup. Four yeah, years. four zero. Oh. Pretty awesome. Um, very happy about that. And we impulse made a trade: Danelle Pumphrey for Jalen Strong straight up. Yeah. Um, there's really not much else to say about it. Um, Pumphrey I mean, is finally back. He's playing again. I knew picking up Jalen Strong
2: that was my oh, it was perfect intention the entire it was way. It was just a trade ship for me to give to you. So exactly. It
0: was a it was a perfect move. It was a perfect move.
2: And it uh, it worked out in everyone's favor.
0: Ad in this opinion, since you are an unbiased third party, if you're in a vacuum <laughs> and your roster's terrible, who do you take, Pumphrey or Jalen?
1: Probably Jalen, but I mean it's this, this is a relevant trade.
0: It's it, it's not a relevant trade at all. But I did put it into the dynasty trade calculators because I was interested. Um, right now, Pumphrey was valued at 2.0, which is very small. Okay, Jalen was valued at 0.01. <laughs> okay. So the trade calculator does not like Jalen. He <laughs> so got dominated. And gave the district. win to Chad. Um, but yeah, very small trade. Just wanted to bring it up because we will
1: yeah. maybe have their opportunities. Oh, absolutely. I do want to they, mention
2: too that I have Darren Sproles. So Donald Pumphrey is a great handcuff. Is the handcuff absolutely? One, so.
0: The Eagles actually have a new package called the Pony Package, where Sproles and Pumphrey are on the field at the same time. Wow, love that. It's literally called Pony. <laughs> That's it. So it, pony? He's going to... Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so now we'll just jump into some bets before we jump into what everyone's waiting for is the uh, draft analysis. You guys ready? Yeah. You don't
2: want to do more Deftones references? No. no. Okay. Cool. Um, Chino
0: Chino will not be referenced again on this podcast. Okay, sorry. Uh, Greg, then bets, Mike Trainer $100. So this is no joke. And I remember Tiz was lobbying for this. Tiz is aggressively going the high bend.
1: Uh, the, well, Greg was like uh, 20 bucks, and Tiz is like, come on, Greg, we're gambling guys. $100. Yeah, yeah Tiz just went, like went at yeah, Greg, yeah, and gonna... Greg's obviously going to do it. Yeah, That's yeah, not absolutely. a question.
0: Um, but it was awesome. It was exciting. Uh, Ty Montgomery won't be a top 15 running back. Mike Traynor says he will be. Greg Muller says that he won't be. Which mm-hmm. side of the table are you on here? I think I, this is very close.
1: I say he will not be a top 15 running back.
2: I say... This is so hard. I say he will not be a top five running back.
0: So, 15. Or, sorry, I, top 15. I honestly back. think he will be. I think okay. the, the passes out of the backfield are, are what separates him. And he actually did look decent, like running between the tackles last year. It wasn't all sw- swing passes. Yeah. He looked decent in a team that's They drafted two rookie very running good. backs,
1: though. It's a little, that's a question mark for me.
0: I think that was more for depth. I think they really like him there. Uh, I'll be very honest. I think they really like him there, and Jamal Williams, uh, Jamal Williams will get carries. I absolutely think he will, but I think that was more for depth than for anything else. Because who okay. who did they have last year behind him? James Starks was he even still on the team last year? Niall Freak Davis was there for like Niall a, Freak a Davis game. was there for a game.
2: Yeah, uh, Green Bay's a passing team though. Exactly, so that but kind of, of, that's the thing. That hurts that, that's bit.
0: where those passes are. Yeah, yeah, I guess. You're right. Aaron Rodgers is elusive, and he keeps plays going. I think and that's be who's going to be open. I think he'd be borderline. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying he's be bad, yeah. but
1: I'm not. He's one of those players I'm not buying into the previous year hype for how well he did. I'm kind of hoping he gets taken higher and, like, redraft ADPs because I'm not going to be targeting him as high as maybe most people will.
0: I, but I, I really like him. I think he might be, like, 13, 14. Just, just squeak in there.
1: Yeah. I could definitely see it happening. Oh, absolutely. It wouldn't surprise me, but I'd have to see, like, who he's beating now, too. I not top of my head, I'm not going to rattle off 15 running backs, but, yeah, I would say under. All
0: right. Next one, Josh Betts, Matt Wire. That Frank Gore will rush for over 800 yards. The ageless wonder, Frank Gore, who just seems to always be going, like the Energizer Bunny, is still playing in the NFL and still looks like he's going to be a bell cow back, which is amazing. Unbelievable. I don't know where I go here. I want to say yes, because we love Frank Gore. I mean, he's one of the best that we've seen. Mm-hmm. I love him. But I don't know if it will happen. So just for just for the sake of it, that I want it to happen, I will say that he will have a little bit over 800 yards.
1: Now... I'm wondering this too, with the the luck injury concern may not be ready for week one, do you think that he will benefit from luck not being there so they have to run more or they know whoever's behind him can't pass, load the box, and then he won't do well.
0: I think the second option. I think it's going to drastically hurt him, um the first couple of weeks.
1: And that's what's eight hundred yards, like sixty a game or something like that? Yeah. But that's reasonable. That that's is very reasonable. It is reasonable. Even like I mean, the thousand yards is like a like a kind of a milestone for a running back. That's only like eighty yards a game, and you think like if they don't get a hundred, they didn't have a good yeah. good game, minus the touchdowns. But I would I would swing to the under. I don't know. I, eventually, he's just got to get old, right? Like that's what we say every year. though. I know, I know. Well, I thought that we, like this is a different sport. Like every year, Tim Duncan I was like, "All right, Spurs are gonna be bad this year," and then Tim they, Duncan does well. They, yeah, Tim Duncan does well. So. <laughs> I'll keep bending against score and keep looking dumb, but this will be the year. I, I don't think he reaches 800 yards.
2: Chad? Uh I'm Team Josh here. I think he's going to be over 800 yards. You guys, you guys know the last time he rushed for under 800 yards. Take a guess. Was it ever? 2005. This a wow. year. So, based on that alone, I'm going. I'm going to take the over. That's fair. Very
0: who was is, is the running back he was splitting with in in San Francisco that year? I honestly don't. I, I don't I even do, remember. I do not know. It was so long it was ago.
1: 13 years ago.
0: Was it Glenn Coffey?
1: More than that. Mm, <laughs> no, Glenn Coffee
2: isn't
0: that old. I don't think. I honestly don't remember. That's an interesting tidbit. Maybe we'll. Uh, maybe we'll.
1: For over a decade, he's been just so good. Yeah.
0: Maybe we'll, maybe we'll give kudos to whoever posts that in the chat. Anybody posts that in the chat? Who was the co-running back with? With uh, Frank Great. Gore back in 2005, we'll post kudos. Yeah, when he was 22,
2: he ran 608 yards, and ever since. He's never run under 800 yards.
0: That's unbelievable. That's amazing. That's why he will easily be a Hall of Famer. Now, last bet on this list uh, was between me and Itzler. Itzler is possibly has the most bets in the league, besides Muller, I think. It's easily those two. Easily those two. Yeah. They mainly bet with each other. You might but be third,
1: though.
0: I might be third. Just because I, I just get in there. It's just fun. Yeah. A lot of action. Um, but I bet Itzler 20 bucks that Nelson Aguilar will have over 850 yards. I never soured, really, on Aguilar. I like him. I think he runs great routes. A lot of the comparisons to Jeremy Macklin when he first came out, I don't think any of that went away. I mean, granted, his hands were pretty bad, and that's why a lot of the Philadelphia fans kind of turn on him like that. Yeah. But I think the talent is still there. That's why he got picked in the first round. That's why I, I picked him up last year in a trade. It was Tyreek Hill for 15 and Aguilar, I believe it was. I was like, I was more than happy to get Aguilar as a throw-in. Uh-huh. I had to cut him because I still had faith in DGB at that point, which is whatever. Like I said, he will be a Hall of Famer on Nick Familar's team. But I still have faith, and there's been a lot of positive hype. If fantastic. you look if you look at some of the videos and what he's been doing to the corners, his routes look fantastic. I'm very, very excited. Although he did drop a pathetic catch in the end zone. Roasted someone today. I think it was today. And just dropped it. Like, hit him in the hands, <laughs> dropped it in the back of the end zone. It was really sad. But the rest of what it's been has been a lot of hype, and it, he's looked good. Especially with Alshon Hurt and talk to Jordan Matthews getting traded. I think it's very possible that he has over 850 yards.
2: I'm gonna take the under simply because Completely it's understood.
0: Nelson Aguilar and I'm, I've just never. Well, you also don't like Carson Wentz. Very much. I also don't like Carson Wentz. So,
2: but if the camp if the camp news is legit, if the camp hype is real, I mean, and he's starting every every down, why can't he get over 850 yards? But I don't see it happening. I get he's a third year breakout, so he's obviously you. Are well, no, board. he was
0: he was a 2016 guy. No, he was 15. Was he 15? Yeah, he was taken two years ago in our draft. Oh, wow.
2: So... I
1: think start drafting. him. I,
2: I understand did. your faith. I do.
1: I but do. I'm taking the under. I was coming into here with the under, and you kind of convinced me over. Uh, especially with the, uh, the Alshon already getting dinged up again. And it only takes a few games for that wide receiver one to be out for someone to slip in and have, like, a couple really big games, and it makes it 850 yards a lot easier to attain when you maybe settle back to your average when he does return from injury. So, yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, I think he could be the de facto wide receiver, too, and get a lot of targets from once when Al and will be double teamed. So, sure, over 150, I'll, I'll, I'll be with you.
0: And he's super quick, too. There's no reason why he can't take a quick slant 60 yards to the house. There's no reason why.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: But we'll see. Only time will tell. Now, the moment I think everyone has been waiting for, the recap of our rookie draft. Are you guys mentally prepared for going into this? Yeah, I've never been more ready than this moment right now <laughs> in time. I honestly can say the exact same thing. The exact same thing. I was born for this.
1: <laughs> for episode. I was born
0: eight, in it. 18. Sorry, I was blacked out. Completely fine. I was equally as excited. Um, so let's let's talk. We're gonna go round by round. Uh, talk about picks that we like. Just kind of have, have an open dialogue. Essentially, picks we like, picks we didn't like, maybe best value picks. And then we're going to give draft grades at the end. So we'll go through each round, then give draft grades, give any closing comments, and it's going to be exciting. Hopefully you all enjoy the content. Feelings will be hurt. Feelings will be hurt, and feelings will be increased. Yes. <laughs> there will be a little bit of both. There will be heartbreak and agony, but also so happiness means, it'll, it'll, and excitement. It'll even out. It'll even out, exactly. You're
1: That's right. what we hope. Yeah, but usually whenever we do any kind of power ranking, we never hear like, hey man, thanks for ranking me third. No, it's always just the negative. Like it's it only the negative. There, absolutely. Like, no one appreciates you being ranked right to the top. Like, yeah. hey Rob, how about a thanks for putting me in the playoffs
2: once? How about thank you for even ranking us? Like, thank you for all the work <laughs> that you do. Thanks, bros. Thanks for the podcast. Yeah. yeah, thanks for the podcast. Yeah.
0: No, we don't even get that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have I'm out episode? of <laughs> yeah, Seriously. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll give you guys a hug after, after. this. All you. right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, So let's start with round one. Uh, Round one went essentially as we had planned, as we had mocked out. I believe we had the first ten picks completely right. We were rolling. We were on a roll. It was exciting. And then disaster struck in the form of Andrew Riggio. The fact that he was not able to read really hurt his team, essentially, and destroyed his draft. But you know what? You can't win them all. It's completely fine. And Greg is going to do this to people. That's that's what happens.
1: It's the pressure of the clock and the draft, and it makes people do dumb things sometimes.
0: It really, really, really does. <laughs> so what happened was the draft was rolling. Just so we can give any any non-draft uh, league members the the insight, draft was happening. It was going great, and Ridge's like one of his top targets fell to him at eleven. Alvin Kamara was there on the clock, and he's been talking about Alvin Kamara for a while. He didn't want to say that he was, but he was, uh-huh. and. That's when Greg texted him, and the rest is history. Mm. Mm. They were in talks, so what we did was, when we were on the clock, we allowed four minutes for round one just to kind of encourage, promote, encourage and promote trade talks, which is great. That's what we want in the league. And this this is unfortunately the downfall of Ridge. So they were back and forth in negotiations. Ridge was aggressively targeting. What he likes to do now is go after future firsts. We know that. He wants to have we, what he hopes to have one and two this year. Maybe one and two in 2019. He was targeting Andrew Witzler first because he doesn't trust him as an owner. Yep. After negotiations, Ridge was giving up a lot. It was uh, it was a future 19 first, two seconds, and two thirds, I believe, off the top of my no, head. No, no. What was, what was the deal?
1: It was pick 11, okay. pick 35 that year. So it was like a mid third. Yep. Kojak's 2018 second and Rob's 2019 second. So a first this year, a mid pick this year, and then two seconds. Okay.
0: For one two thousand nineteen
1: first. Which he thought was Itzler's. And I think if that trade would've went down, it would have been closer. You, like I, I, I would get it for for Ridge. I probably would still lean Mull.
0: I would I would absolutely lean Mull. I think but, regardless any way you spin it, it's not a good trade for Ridge.
1: But so he we can't really hear Mull on the laptop. Ridge stands up, recaps the the trade. And he says he's getting Itzler's two thousand nineteen first, and then Muller I we couldn't really hear him He's like whoa, whoa, whoa no it's Rob's And then Riggio Immediately was like Looking at his phone And Rob- Mullen was just like Read the text It, it blatantly says Rob's 2019 And not,
0: not only did it say it But Riggio also Went out of his way To say Hey Greg Please summarize this for me And Greg summarized it perfectly <laughs> Where he was not Getting Andrew at first He was getting with first And Ridge Sent the handshake Not looking I guess the, the nervousness Of the clock got to him He wasn't reading it very well And the rest is history He, he tried mm-hmm. to He tried to appeal we all said, absolutely not. You did this to yourself. And, and that's where it was. So he gave up the player that he wanted for possibly a mid-to-late first two years down the road.
1: Yeah. It was not a good look it's, for him. It's a drastic difference. It wasn't like he got Yorfer or like someone else's that's kind of a bottom tier. Like, we have Rob as a playoff team this year. Probably he has enough talent to keep that up for two years. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad trade. And
0: it, it's—so, in, in recap, Greg got Marshawn Lynch— John Brown, a 2018 second and a 2019 work. second, for like a mid to late 2019 first. Mm. That's well, not good, good. that way. It's not good. It's not good.
1: Yeah, so that kind of messed up the. I did think because um, I know Greg has been high on Foreman. I thought he was training ahead of me to get him because he knew I was targeting him. Yeah. And I was obviously not happy with that, but he let me know he wasn't. And yeah, I think Lynch was. I was surprised that greg took him there i'm not saying it's a bad pick no but we don't have we don't have that many picks it's like okay maybe he, should he be 15 16 sure but if you don't if you can't get there then you got to just take your guy and maybe reach a little bit but it's not even reaching when you just dominate the trade this badly it's mm-hmm. could you argue a rookie sure but greg is trying to win this year clearly he took all bets this year which is kind of unconventional i think he's a pretty good rookie evaluator so i'm surprised he didn't take a shot on i, th- I think a we just value was. where he was I would argue it's a little overvalued, but... Overvalued for Lynch. I, I love the John Brown pick-up. Yeah. So, this helps Greg instantly, and this ruined our mock, because we were going 10 for 10. Rage would have took Kamara. Yep. And we would have been... We would have swept up until Rogers' pick, which I think was... Shook the draft. They didn't shake the draft. I think it was the most surprising pick of the, of the draft. Yeah. Um, Rogers took Curtis Samuel at 14 after taking... You know, his argument was, he's got McCaffrey... This is where it's like a double side argument for me. So he's like, McCaffrey is small and he's gonna get hurt or banged up, and then I'll have Samuel in there. Well, then why are you taking McCaffrey if you think he's gonna be hurt? You're taking, you're gonna waste a top five pick on someone that you're handcuffing in the first round. I, I, I don't understand that. Like,
2: also he's, he's kind of like he's handcuffing a running back with a receiver, which is he,
1: yeah. But different. they'll have that was one of the 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 Samuel pick kind of like I think hurt McCaffrey's value a little bit. So I I get it. If he didn't have... Well, if he didn't have McCaffrey, then he wouldn't get him as a handcuff. But you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you wasting a top-five pick if you're already worried that he's going to get injured? And then using a first-round pick on his handcuff. It just doesn't... BPA, I guess. Uh, To him, it wasn't his BPA. To him, yeah. uh, Maybe to his only. But, you know, he has picked well in the past with his draft pick, so it's hard for me to be, like, completely against it. But...
0: I also say, I I I guess in his defense, Dynasty Nerds did a couple months ago have Curtis Samuel at 14. Right there. So yeah. I, it was I w I wanna say it was back. He's just one I of those guys right that draft. we don't
2: like. He's the John Ross type. Yeah. That's just what he is. Look at the, he's people, a Tyree he's a Tyreek Hill. Some people like, like a gadget him. Guy. Like Tiz like, loves John Ross.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um so I, I think that was the most questionable pick of the first round. Well let's
2: let's recap the entire round. So All let's right. go through one through fourteen. So
0: we'll go in order. Uh starting with Ridge at pick one, we had Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook at four, Christian McCaffrey five, Mike Williams six John Ross, 7. Smajay P. Ryan, 8. OJ Howard, 9. Evan Ingram, 10. Marshawn Lynch, 11. Alvin Kamara, 12. Kareem Hunt, 13. And Curtis Samuel, 14. So like I said, they're a pretty pretty normal first round with the exception of, of Lynch and Samuel. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think we said that we think this pure value that me and Chad got really good value for our two running backs, it's hard to argue the best pick was Fournette and Davis. I mean, I don't care if that's where they're Correct. supposed to go. Those are the two best players, and good for Ridge for getting him. So uh, you can say what you want about Riggio's trade, but we still think he did well in the draft. He
0: did He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got he got Ingram, Fournette, and Davis. You can't complain there.
1: But but he could have had Ingram, Fournette, Davis, and Kamara. And not have given up two seconds. All second. of that value, yeah. though, is just a nightmare. Yeah, it would have been – not that he's – it doesn't – he still has picks next year, and I'm not going to say it has ruined – Riggio going forward because Kamara could bust. And I mean, whatever. he also
0: may get Geis and Barkley next year. It's very possible.
1: Yeah, so it doesn't cripple him but I've never seen a guy so, so Mentally it. shut down.
0: Yeah. He mentally shut down. He was muting Greg the entire time. He wasn't looking at anyone. It was, it was just sad. It was just defeat. It was just a broken After having man. a
1: great first round. Like I know the trade It was the last thing that happened to him but he's got to be happy with his three picks and it didn't matter. It was just... Sad I think man. he was trying
0: to break the stigma to the league. He wanted to show that he's a legitimate owner and he wants to make the playoffs, and and that just didn't help his case. I think
2: everyone knew the whole time too that Greg would not leave that draft with zero without picking. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everyone knew, knew that, that he was going to trade and get. That's why Greg has no picks. picks. over the next year, it doesn't
0: matter. He will, will somehow get the entire time. Yeah. yeah, and he pulled it off. He Satan "That's it. He is the devil himself." That's absolutely it. A um, great first round. Excellent first round. So yeah, um, once again, I think the best value picks were Kareem Hunt and Kamara at 11, uh, twelve and thirteen. Twelve and thirteen, and I think the worst pick was, or most questionable pick was Curtis Samuel. So now I think if we move into the second round, do you want to do you want to list off the second round picks?
1: Sure. So start off with me, and I was very happy that Deontay Foreman fell me at fifteen. Um, I was going to target him if the draft went according, and Ridge took Kamara. I was taking Foreman at twelve. And even with Kamara there at 12, I was nervous about passing on Foreman. And I had to, it was like, it was not really a gamble because if you take Kamara and I don't get Foreman, it is it's really a gamble. But I, I took this chance that if I take Kamara at 12, that Foreman will follow me at 15, and he did. But I think the biggest surprise before I recap the full round that we agreed upon was former targeted, and we've talked about him a lot, how much he's been slipping, but he was a top eight projected pick. Before all this happened, Juju Smith falling to twenty eight was just—I I, don't—I don't know what it is. His name is just like a, like a cancer. No one wanted to touch him. Other veterans got taken ahead of him. Willie Sneed as a running uh, wide receiver got taken in front of him before before you know the the hype for Juju. But I think Nick getting him—it was hard to pass up on him at mm-hmm. twenty eight at the end of the second round, where like we said, at one point he was a top five ADP for rookies, and it's it is surprising. That he even fell to that extent. I thought he would have been picked somewhere in the early second round. But good for Nick for getting that value for them there.
2: Oh, Absolutely. Well, I mean, we've said it before. I think he was like our wide receiver 2 at one point. Like yeah, I board. love Juju. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think when I had picked 5, I was rejected to get him at 5. And he fell to pick 28, the last pick in the second round. That's pretty crazy. But it just goes to show how deep this draft is.
1: Yeah. We were even talking about me and Chad were saying, if you take Zeke out of the first round... Will this second round outproduce the first round of last year? So the first round did have Howard. It'll have Doxon. It had Mike Thomas. Sure, but there's a lot of busts in that one, too. It was Keith Marshall. It was Booker. Treadwell. Treadwell. We still don't even know. Like, I said Doxon is a, is a good player. He could still. Dixon. Could, yeah. I mean, could. So just running through it fast. Foreman, Gillisley. Or if we just do the rookies. Foreman, Joku, Joe Williams, Zay Jones, Jamal Williams, Jeremy McNichols. Marlon Mack, James Conner, Cooper Cup, and Juju. That's a strong second round. Yeah, the second it, round is it, dominant. Um, we'll get into like each, each player, each team. So I'm not gonna like dive into too much of each of the pick, but I, I don't, I didn't hate your trade. I mean, you said once you saw value afterward, you didn't like the trade. But Injoka was targeted first round for a while by us up until probably the last week or so of our mock. So for you to trade a first for him and get him at 17, I thought was. A good move for you. I mean, you have Ebron, and so you do really need him. But Joke is your dude, is on your team, so you get your guy, and I think it can pan out for you. I wouldn't really say that was a big reach, and yeah, Juju is probably the the best steal. I don't, I can't really pick a, a bad pick in this round. Yeah, for, I can't for really value, either, to
2: be honest with you.
0: No, they, yeah, we were, we were having this discussion even before the podcast as well. It's, it's there really was none. It's
1: just Juju's your opinion. Just... Like some people don't like Mac. But I I do given a situation or like where does McNichols fit in that depth chart or
0: I mean you can you can even uh, argue Gillisly we don't know what saying, exactly his role is going to be high, we don't but... know
1: I probably if we look back that I think that'll be the the biggest reach the sixteen is is but then you know, fam true. also
2: had the the best value hopefully with Juju yeah. yeah so I mean it's the balance isn't
1: out but I don't think Gillis is going to be bad but sixteen you just think you're going to get a stud and it's it's really an unknown you know, what's his role going to be in New England, so.
0: Absolutely. Well, moving on to the third round, we'll keep it rolling. Uh, So, we'll read off starting at 29. Uh, Cameron Meredith, Chris Godwin, Adam Shaheen, Austin Hooper, Kenny Galladay, James White, John Brown, Terrence West, Jaquiz Rogers, Taewon Taylor, Chad Williams, Aaron Jones, Robbie Anderson, and Gerald Everett. So in really the round of the veterans is what yeah, we summed it up yeah. as. But there's a lot of value in this round. There is. I think this round is excellent. There's no glaring question mark here. Uh, all of the players have value and could play immediately. Um, I think in my mind, the, probably the top value picks were tied around the, the, the top three picks of the round. I think Meredith, who could be the wide receiver one in Chicago. Godwin, who easily could have been an, an early second round pick. Yep. And Shaheen, who could have been a mid-second round pick.
1: Now this perfectly summarizes why there was the, the notion, like, don't you don't need to take a tight end early. You don't need to wake, waste a first-round pick. And, mm-hmm. Chad, you were one of the players that for months on this podcast were talking about, you know, tight end to 13 for sure. And you took a gamble, you waited, and you were able to get Austin Hooper in the third round who already has a year under his belt, has shown he has high upside in a high-octane offense. And yeah. I think that value, whether or not he'll, he'll outproduce in his career – and Njoku in or Ingram or whoever you could have got there, but you got Hunt, which is I think will be a better just for pure value, you, you did well. And Rodgers did the same thing. He we were also targeting him as a guy who could take a tight end early in the round because he's Jason Winton. Waited, got Everett, who I beside him was it him in ASJ as a tight end in, in for the Jets, so mm-hmm. that's good. I don't really Oh no,
0: Everett's in, in for the Rams. Leggett is in Oh, that's in right. New York. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, so probably the the tight end one there as well. So and then obviously I love Shaheen. a lot of these guys you could have put them in a second but then who are you bumping out of the second to put in the third so Mm. that's what happens when you have a deep draft um yeah i was i was really happy about trading a future second to to sneak into 29 to grab meredith i've been high on him for a while he was the reason i was wanting to trade down from 15 so it really worked out for me i got i pretty much got everyone i wanted um and rogers confirmed he was going to take him to 30 if if he was there so but there are a lot of good picks here but a lot of vets yeah a ton of veterans
0: any any players you don't like? Uh,
1: um,
2: It's hard. Like, honestly, honestly, not really. I mean, four vets in a row, which, you know, I wasn't really targeting vets. So, I mean, but I get that. They were all taken by win-now teams besides Josh, who took Well,
1: Terrence
2: Godwin's Well, a is a, a rookie. Yep. I mean, so is Taylor's rookie.
0: Will- Everett's a rookie. There was a decent amount of rookies in there.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, four vets
2: in a row. James White, John Brown, Terrence West. Oh, Walters. that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. They yeah. don't have to start the draft. Um... Which I get, because they were taken by win-now teams besides Josh, who took Terrence West. But Terrence West is probably going to lead the backfield in, in Yeah, Baltimore. him and Woodhead. Yeah. So, mm. I understand that for him. Um, like you said about the tight ends, like, we're not a tight end premium league, so it kind of made me change my mind about taking an Njoku at thirteen.
0: That's Like I said, that's why I was upset taking uh, trading up for Njoku at 17. I think I gave up too much, giving up the first and 38. Yeah. I'm, I'm
1: not as high on Taewon as you are, but I can't argue his value here as a third-round pick.
0: I, I I mean, I agree. I, I I don't really like Taewon, but the value's
1: there. It is a crowded wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I was going to return him at, like, 28. Yeah. So, I,
2: I, you know, I traded down. and got him at 38. I think he's going to be good in 2018. I don't, have, I don't want him for this year. I think once Eric Decker's contract is up, he's only in a one-year deal. Yeah it's it's Taewon's job so
1: yeah and you look at people after him who would you rather have had over him I, for me because you know I love him, Robbie Anderson but I can't look at you and be like how could you not have taken Jack Williams over him so if you if, yeah again, if again boy. it's your boy take your boy especially in the third it's this is where you're gonna you're gonna reach for some guys sure yeah.
2: but yeah I mean overall solid third round
0: like really solid absolutely uh, so moving on to the fourth uh, let's read it off in order we have Wayne Gallman Tariq Cohen Brian Hill, Elijah Hood, Chris Conley, Jack Doyle, Patrick Mahomes, Ardarius Stewart, Carlos Henderson, um, and then my phone actually cut off. Can you Mike, continue the it's, uh,
1: Mike Wallace, Zach Orr, Braxton Miller, Rex Burkhead, and Josh Reynolds. Um, we we noted this as this is the first QB and IDP off the board with Tiz selecting Mahomes because of this Kaepernick situation, and I took Zach Orr. I mean this is round four late round four, I had him, I had Zach Ward before I caught him, because he retired, and now he's possibly unretiring. he's super, he's only like 23, and was a stud when he played. So, if you get like a really good IDP, they are, they have flex value over guys that you could play in your flex, so I think locking in good IDPs with me having Keekly, if I can have both of those, it is a really nice luxury, because you're getting 9 to 11 points, pretty much every game from those guys. There's not many games like, you can't shut down a a line, like they're just going to be in all the plays unless you just don't run the ball. So I like having good IDPs, but now that we look at it, Braxton Miller at 54 could be the mm-hmm. steal of this, of this round four. Now, now with sure. the Fuller news out, um, just a lot of flyer, a lot of flyer running backs.
2: This is the round that's unpredictable.
1: Yeah. You I don't, don't, you can't really mock round four. And this is kind of where I stuck Cause I didn't have any picks around. I mean, I had two, but I kind of had my two guys. I didn't, I don't know much a lot about these these guys picked in here, honestly. I mean, tis love Brian Hill because he just uh, he thinks Freeman's going to be gone. Or... I equally love Brian Hill. Is I that... mean, Brian Hill's tape is great. Was he's that, a monster. Was, was that his he's reason? Like he, he thinks gone? Well, that great. that was
0: his argument. Absolutely. I mean, Brian Hill's tape is great. He just played at a small school. Um, the, the competition was questionable, but he looked great on tape.
1: Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about possibly fan reaching for Gillisley, I mean, douche likes. Oh no, he, he's on the. Oh no, then douche likes Burkhead. I mean, you don't know what you are going to get from the Patriots backfield. He could have, he waited almost three rounds later to scoop him up at the end of the fourth round. That could prove to be really good value over than Nick picking him at Gilsey at fifteen. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Jack somebody, Doyle at forty eight is a pretty good pick too. That's a, that's a great pick by Sackler.
0: Doyle, Doyle was an excellent pick. Um, I mean, I also I, I don't like Carlos Anderson as a player, but the value is there. There is talk of him being a top twenty rookie pick, mm-hmm. and he went in the mid fourth round. So the the value is there. Another, another strong round all around. I mean, definitely. I mean, yeah. round
2: five is where it gets even sketchier, and we'll go into that. But
1: I'd be shocked if most of the round four, these are like, when you get to round four or five, this is like, I'm waiting a year for these type of guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, or it's a
0: win-now veteran that you're just taking exactly, like a shot Exactly, but
1: for any rookies, you're waiting one to two years for these guys to pan out, and which is fine.
0: And now, moving into round five, we're going <laughs> to list off the order, um, but we're going to play a game. I, I want you all to listen, and there are two extremely questionable picks in here. <laughs> We want you to see if you can if you can point them out. So we'll start out Amar Darbo, Adam Vinatieri, Tyler Higby, Robert Turbin, Deshaun Watson, Austin Safarian Jenkins, DD Westbrook, Ishmael Zamora, D'Angelo Henderson, Chad Hansen, Darren McFadden, Isaiah Ford, Glenn Coffey, <laughs> Eli Manning. You take your time to process. Wait, I have an answer. Chad, what's the answer to this question? Well, I think I know one, right? What is, what is one? Glenn Coffey? Glenn Coffey was one. That was a very questionable What Who should the other player. one be? The other one, I was going to say probably the kicker at pick 58. <laughs> but you know what? That was selected by one player. He, he had his very rationale. very
1: defensive over that. I get his, I get his rationale. He's going to pick him up on waivers. Get your guy. He's going to star for you anyway. But a kicker in a, in a five-round rookie draft is hilarious. Just extremely questionable. Like a
2: forty-eight year old kicker
0: too. A forty-eight year old kicker.
1: <laughs> I think Glenn Coffee, like ex Marine or whatever he was, he was, like, he was in the Army. military and now
0: he's back. But there, there is some value in there. I I really like the Austin no, and Jenkins pickup. Oh, yeah, I love that. Of course you do. I think he's got a shot to start, and he's a freak, and he's finally sober. So oh, Kojak picked in this round.
1: Oh, Kojak oh, wait, did no, pick, didn't. I'm sorry. Oh wait, no, we he didn't. He Kojak. didn't
0: come to the draft, and he selected D.D. Westbrook. I really, really wish that we gave him Matty Malk. Now, looking back I wish we did too 100% wish yeah. we gave him we should, him have, punished him. Yeah, we should have punished Weisberg him D. Westbrook is actually like a strong player he made a push to Heisman
1: you know I already cut my pick here Zamora so is that the first cut of the rookie draft?
0: no I think there's been more I just can't remember what they were off the top I picked them up for
1: Paul Richardson because he was getting wide receiver yeah. two hype and I'm, I don't feel like sitting on Zamora for three years your boy Tyler Hidby went in this round 59. he
0: did he actually got cut as well by wire today I think
1: yeah, I mean, the person that probably will get the most points out of this is Eli and McFadden. I mean, it's not fair, but if Zeke's suspension is two, four games, then, yeah, McFadden's going to have RB1 value immediately for Fam, who may not have a running back, too. If we don't know what Gills he's going to be. So that, that makes this choice easier. If Zeke is suspended, McFadden is going to be starting for him and anybody who has him. So that's a good sneaky pick. I get Greg selecting Eli because Lux on the uh the pup right now, so you don't know what you're gonna get from him, possibly in the early start of the season. I I like I mean, trainer address Watson again. He probably should have drafted Eli. I mean he, he needs a starting quarterback. Absolutely. He picked up Carson Palmer in the free agency, but just for the draft, I mean, how many rookie how many young quarterbacks do you want? And I think he selected another young uh, on who do you get on the free agency?
0: He got Deshaun Watson, he got Deshaun Kaiser, he got those Kaiser. Kaiser, And Kaiser. Yeah. Holmes he drafted. And so Mahomes. he has all three he has three young quarterbacks and a quarterback questionable class so he's carrying
1: four quarterbacks
0: he's carrying four quarterbacks he loves it okay. yeah so that that's going to conclude our draft
1: so this is going to conclude episode one right yes. so in the next episode shortly or a couple days later probably whenever we decide to do it we're going to now tier the draft grade so it was too hard to rank all of them in order so we're going to give you just the tiers of the, the draft how we feel like everyone did and That'll come out probably a day or two after. So that's when feelings get hurt. That's when feelings will get hurt. So this is feelings get anticipated, a couple days or maybe just a day later. Feelings will get hurt. Convermed. So stay tuned for that. A lot of stay tuned. Hurt. You want
0: to let's plug everything. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Elite Dynasty Podcast. Get ready to have your feelings hurt on the next edition. Mm. Uh, Chad, do you want to give them all of the social media?
2: I was just thinking that I would love to give them all the all the details. So it's at Elite Dynasty Pod. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, the blog has been kind of at a at a stalemate recently. Uh, not a lot of action there, but we should be posting the draft up there. Yeah. Uh, hopefully soon. So keep an eye out for that.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening and get ready for the next episode coming up very shortly. Have a good one. Take it easy.
1: Peace.